right, good evening, and welcome into the show. My name is Rob Sanders. I am uh, here in my uh, in the in the home studio here. Uh, by the way, everyone everyone in the chat room already giving me shit. Rob is taking a shit. Rob is ironing his sleeveless shirt before the show. Where are you, fat guys? Thank you, Doctor Vol. You know, do you think that Doctor Vol runs around and he's just a beacon of health? I, I asked my, uh, my friend, the number one Gamecock YouTuber on the planet, Mr. Well, Carolina. I've, I've seen him do a video or two before. He's fairly trim. I mean, he looks kind of like like a Marine, actually. He's not as big as us, and he's, he's younger, too, though. So he's probably got a lot more. Uh, his metabolism is probably sharper. Or he's on the meth. <laughs> That's possible as well. Billy, Billy says great video today. You're on jackpot. Thank you very much, Billy. Uh, one other one other thing too before we get into our stuff tonight, we've got so many different little things we're going to get into this evening. I I I want to use jackpot sends me screenshots of things that people say, and I want to make this a, a bit on the show where it's basically jackpot slaps somebody around. Or someone says something stupid. I've got to, I've got to go into the, uh, into the think bank here and figure out, uh, figure out what I'm going to call it. But it's basically jackpot just shitting on people on Twitter and in YouTube. Well, Pretty much what yeah. boils down to. Well, I mean, some of them actually deserve it. Some people just say dumb things. They really, well, really and, do. Yeah, and it, it, it's true. And some of them, it's like, uh, and the stuff he sends me, I mean, he cherry picks. I mean, it is the absolute cream of the crop, the low-hanging fruit, whatever it is you want to call it. Jackpot has it. So there you go with that. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll do some little uh, jackpot shitting on people in a little bit. We're also going to talk about childish Kentucky fans. What else do we got? Uh, we've got one preview magazine. Pick the Gamecocks to not do well. We'll get Jackpot's thing on that. And, uh, yeah, all kinds of other stuff. So there's that. Shout out to my buddy Izzo watching online. Uh, Jonathan over there in the YouTube channel, we appreciate him. We're going to talk about your Gamecocks this evening a little bit. We're going to talk about Childish Kentucky fans, all kinds of good stuff. But before we get started... We have to thank Callaway's Bar and Grill, callawaysbarandgrill.com. They sponsor the Callaway's Pick'em Challenge. People are already talking to me about this jackpot. I mean, this is our, it's our signature event, isn't it? I mean, we we get it together here shortly. Yeah, I normally towards end of July, 1st of August is when uh, it really starts heating up. People start asking questions and we start really promoting it. And that's when uh, normally... Around the, the first to second week of August is when the money starts kind of flowing in uh, for the spots. So, yeah, it's going to be $20 this year. Um, same as always. Uh, during inflation, we're not going up. We're not going up to 30 bucks this year. We're, we're, stay, we're sticking at 20 bucks Now, um, it depends on how many people actually get into this thing. Um, as far as uh, that goes, participation will determine how big the pot's going to be. So we've really got to share uh, the videos about it. When I start making videos about getting folks in there, really got to share that around, get it to people who uh, normally wouldn't be reached uh, on your social media, and uh, get them in the contest, uh, as many people as possible. 
Well, and, and, and look, and I know Jackpot does a series of videos like right up to it. And some people are like, all right, all right, we get it. Look, the reality is, is that we want to, and, and the guys at Callaway's love this thing too. Uh, they like the idea of you can put in $20 and possibly get $2,000 at Christmas time. Who the hell doesn't want that? And yeah, tax-free, tax-free, tax-free. Yeah. Jackpot's not taking any taxes on this damn shit. It's just going to be uh, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, it's our, it's our signature event of the season and we talk about it big time uh, yeah. where we do lots of college spreads talk and all that. Uh, keeps rolling us, along here, keeps so. us really, really engaged during the season. It does. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Jackpot and I will finish in the top 10 this year. Both of us. I'm confident in both of our abilities. I'm also confident that Peg and Megan will finish in the bottom 10. He is dumb as fuck and doesn't know anything about football. He will finish and it, in the It keeps the season exciting too, because I mean, and I mean, I agree. Um, I, I think you'll agree with me um, to some certain extent. Everybody gets amped up for week one, two, three. Everybody gets amped up for week uh, 11 and rivalry week, but kind of, in there around week six, seven, eight, do we don't we, we kind of hit a little bit of a lull in the season? I mean, right. it gets you know kind of like, damn, it's a long ass season, but uh, that's just me. Now, everybody will be over in the chat saying, Oh, well, damn, hell no, I'm in it. I'm in it from the beginning of September all the way to January, but you know, that's not true. Yeah, they're all liars. Uh, we will make one exception for Billy. <clears throat> Billy who is almost 70 years old. We, he doesn't believe in PayPal and Venmo and Cash App, but he will mail Jackpot $20. So what we'll to figure out a way for him to send money <laughs> to Jackpot. Not everybody gets to do that. Holy crap. It's a, it's a, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Jackpot has to manage getting everybody into it. And then once the season starts every week, it's, updating standings and picking i mean it's there's some work that goes into it but it is definitely one of our cool cool things that we do so callaway's pick'em challenge sponsored by callaway's uh, bar and grill all you georgia fans i know that y'all are bringing your ass to columbia in what week three you need to go to callaway's and have yourself some wings there um all kinds of good stuff good food all of that at callaway's callaway's bar and grill callaway's bar and grill.com Billy says, hopefully, the, hopefully, the good, hopefully the good Lord turns up the temperature in Columbia that day by like five to seven degrees on the, where the sun will hit on their side of the stadium. And just, I don't know, just absolutely scorched the shit out of those son of a bitches. Well, the, the crazy thing is, is that uh, Williams Bryce Stadium holds, what, 80,000 people, but they've got those metal stands. They reduced there. it a little and, bit. I think it's like 78. Well, they put those boxes in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they put those in for those rich people. Those people that like yeah. to fart through silk. That's not us. No, sir. That definitely is not us. I, I own no silk and and I don't fart. Well, never mind. That's a lie. Um, I fart through cotton. Fart Does that through count? Cotton. Very good. And we'll sometimes I just fart in, just into thin air at nighttime when I don't wear any well, we, bed. We learned last week that you had your own spank shed when you were a kid. <laughs> I mean, we learned something new about Jackpot every week. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily built for that purpose. I told you, my cousin. But you, engineer. You were an engineer, and you made it work with your own 
tank shed with your your French porn magazine. <laughs> Somebody in the chat actually said that that magazine is actually uh, is actually published in the United States. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, for, for French been, boobs are the same as American boobs. They're all boobs, right? Yeah, it's been like, oh my god, that's been thirty thirty plus years ago. I mean, Benjamin Franklin, one of our founding fathers, he pretty much what? Oh, I didn't realize my daughter was down there. We're talking about all this silly stuff. Look, Benjamin Franklin, uh, Google him. He died of syphilis. There's a reason why he got it in France. There you go. That's all you need to know about that. All right. Anyway, uh, let's get into uh, we're going to oh, let's do DNC Trucking and Transport. Thanks to Dennis Wilson from DNC Trucking and Transport, who is uh, one of a uh, one of the been a show sponsor forever. And we appreciate him. Uh, he is a commodity moving expert, moving everything from sod to logs to every damn thing else. Dennis Wilson, by the way, if you need a job like a uh, and you have a CDL license, go and uh, find Dennis on Facebook and he will put you to work. All right, but he also pays for fireside chats with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, tell us a story. Uh, it sucks to be a gamecock. Uh, my football or my my fan base is uh, sort of like uh, like mosquitoes, all mouthy in the summer, not worth a shit in October. Uh, it sucks to be a gamecock. Go Tigers! That message, courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. All right, Jack. I, well, I'm telling you that magazine, though. I mean, there was one, one, one. Uh, not to be careful that we're on set. There was one gal in there with long dark hair, and she was uh, on her knees on the bed where they took the pose. It was just no, no, no other nudity than that. But good lord, them jokes! She had a damn set of milk or son. Them some bitches as big as Ontario. I ain't kidding you. How did? I love jackpot measures things by a Canadian province. <laughs> that's that's how jackpot measures things. We're gonna they're as big as a province in Canada. Well, I mean, uh, as big as Saskatchewan. Big as Saskatchewan. Holy crap! All right. Anyway, uh, we uh, we appreciate Dennis Wilson from DNC Trucking and Transport. By the way. Uh, I have to give jackpot credit on something on the Friday afternoon show that I, that I put on here on the fine Carolina jackpot channel, also on YouTube at Rob sounds good. And on the Facebook page, uh, Rob and all that good stuff there. There was, there was back and forth with some Tennessee folks and someone said something to jackpot about jackpot was making fun of Josh Heupel and jackpot was chunky, just like Heupel. And Jackpot said, I'll knock the yellow off of your tooth. <laughs> I laughed about that. I'll knock the yellow off of your tooth. Well, I mean, who better who better to make fun of Heifel for being a fat ass than a fat ass? I mean, come on. Oh, man. Uh, um, Dr. Ross Bark, Dr. Bark over there in chat asked about this picture. Did she have fur? I don't know. It was just a side shot um, of the, the topless thing there. But this was in like um, 1987, 1988-ish. So I would venture to say yes. Yeah, that, that, there was 
probably that was going on down there. Big Barney Ross with a good comment. Shit ton is my favorite unit of measurement. You're, you're very good, very good there, Big Barney Ross. I'm with you. All right, so jackpot. Look, uh, you want to do the? Do you want to talk about uh, the what Pick Six preview said first about the Gamecocks? You want to go there first? Or you want to talk about Kentucky fans? Well, sure. Let's talk about the Pick Six. All right, so Pick Six previews put out their predictions for South Carolina. And they weren't feeling it, Jackpot. Uh, they've got the Gamecocks, as I'll show you here uh, in just a second. They've got the Gamecocks picked to finish fifth in the SEC East. Jackpot, are you buying that? Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but I get the logic behind that um, pick. Uh, I mean, you. I mean, you got to kind of prove that you know you're a little better than that before people are going to start buying into you. And there's just so much there in the middle, below Georgia, and and then when you get to Vanderbilt, I mean, there there's a clear top and a clear bottom to the division. But to me, those two through the six teams. I mean, any one of them could jump up and surprise the hell out of somebody, and any one of them could tank and disappoint. We'll hey, talk about me, that in a minute, you. talking about jumping right. up and surprising somebody. Well, let me let me ask you this, Jackpot, and maybe this is um, maybe this is just me from the outside looking in. These are from Pick Six previews. Um, I don't know exactly uh, how that's going to shape up, but we shall see. But I thought we'd share those. We're going to pick our stuff here before too long, but I just thought we'd have that. But here's my thing, Jackpot. It seems like every season we have, uh, when we're picking the SEC East, and not just us, but, I mean, across the country, uh, it's pretty much going to be rock solid that Mizzou is going to finish fifth, sixth, or seventh. Do you think that uh, people just kind of overlook Mizzou and they're always a team that, ends up biting some folks or with this year, I mean, it may be correct. I mean, I don't feel really good about Mizzou this year, but it seems like Mizzou is always one of those teams that people, a lot of people may not even remember they're in the SEC by the way that they're picked. Yeah, I think they get written off a little bit. Um, you know, the, 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 they're another bunch. They could very easily – very easily with just a little bit of, of, of more solid coaching and buy-in, they could very easily become a, a Kentucky-type team with good good lines of scrimmage, uh, you know, good, good, good fundamentally sound team, uh, well-coached that just can't quite get over the hump. They, they need their fucking push. They need, to they push. need a push. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I think that's that's a big deal. But are you buying um, what Dr. Vall is saying here? He thinks Vanderbilt beats somebody in the SEC this year. I mean, it's possible. I mean, they haven't won an SEC game since 2019. They're going to win one at some point. I just hope it's not my Gamecocks. It damn near was this past year. 
and we play them in Nashville. I mean, my God, how embarrassing would that be? I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, they could they could beat somebody. They played okay down the stretch last year. Yeah, uh, I I just think that we always end up with those two teams down near the bottom, and Vanderbilt they can't keep going winless. I mean, oh, Vegas has them projected at three wins. I personally think going to Hawaii at the beginning of the season, I think the the Rainbow Warriors are going to slap them around the beginning of the season simply because of the time change and, and everything else having to fly, not across the country, but across the world. I mean, that's what's happening there well, with them. You, well, yeah, but you might think so, but you got to remember, too, Vandy went out to Colorado State and won last year, too. That's a pretty long trip. Yeah, but in, in fairness, they had uh, Mike Bobo stench on that team. And remember, Mike Bobo is a fucko. You know that as well as I do. Yeah, but, I mean, like, uh, fucking, like, Hawaii is very depleted. They're, they're not very good. You know, they're going to be playing, like, they're going to be, pl- seriously, the, the Aloha Stadium is undergoing, I, I don't think they know if they're going to renovate it or if they're just going to tear the damn thing down and start over again. But, seriously, this game is going to be played on, like, like something that's like a cross between a middle school soccer stadium and like a elementary school playground. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird, really weird. All right. Well, I tell you what, um, I, I, I kind of agree with Dr. Vall there that uh, Vanderbilt's going to beat somebody. Don't know who it is. Might end up being Mizzou. <laughs> Who knows at this point? Well, it's it's possible, I guess. I, I doubt it. Yeah. All right. So, moving along, though, Jackpot said he wanted to talk about teams that are going to surprise this year. Did you have a couple in mind there that you're thinking, you know what? We're, we're going into the talking season starting tomorrow. Who is it that you think is going to surprise folks this year? Well, I mean, over in the SEC, I mean, I we, we're just talking about them. I think Mizzou – has a chance to surprise people this year. They've, uh, you know, solid uh, defense coming back. They got rid of that Steve Wilkes, that fucking loser from the NFL. It sucked as defensive coordinator. They bring in um, – I was doing my research today. I forget his name, but um, he was D.C. Uh, for Manny Diaz in 2019 and 2020, which, I mean – um, yeah, he was yeah, the guy that brought the whole. He's the guy that brought like the junkyard chain or whatever to, to Miami, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Which Manny Diaz? I mean, I mean, granted, I mean, he, he got fired, but um, you know, he he actually had some decent teams. The only reason Manny Diaz got fired is because they wanted to hire Mario Crystal Balls. Um, plain and simple. Um, so uh, you know, I think they'll be better defensively. And then you got to look on offense. Uh, they got to replace running back Tyler Beatty. But this kid, um, Brady Cook, is a decent quarterback. And he's got a five star all everything wide receiver there in Luther Burden, who's coming in as a true freshman to throw to. He's also got the guy from, uh, from Ohio State, Mookie Cooper, who did some good stuff last year. And then they've got another uh, wide receiver there, uh, Mr. Dove. Uh, so they got like a three-headed monster as far as in receiving, um, you know, running the football. I don't know about, but I, you know, I wouldn't. I don't know, I don't know if I want to play them. 
and and you got to think. I mean, uh, you know, if if Drinkwitz has those kind of weapons on offense, he's going to figure out an innovative way to use them. He's a pretty good offensive mind. Yes, he, he is. Um, my my team that I think is going to bite somebody. The more and more I look, is Mississippi State. They've got Will Rogers coming back at quarterback. He threw for almost 5,000 yards in, uh, in 2021. 15 other returning starters on offense, which means they've got that, uh, that air raid or whatever the hell it is that Mike Leach does. They've got that. I mean, they run a yep. gimmick offense, sort of like uh, Tennessee does. Um, but they've got, they've got that gimmick figured out with 15 guys coming back. And... They're one of the most experienced teams, I think, in the conference. They ranked in the top 30 nationally in both offense and total defense last year. So why is it that we keep looking at them and thinking, man, they're gonna be they're gonna fall behind? I think they're a team that could win eight games. I think their schedule is brutal. But the more and more I look, and the more and more of you follow what Mike Leach has done, year three, that offense is is pretty stout. Um, wherever he's been, and I think they're going to be fine. They're, I think they'll win eight games this year. I really do. Yeah, I had someone on uh, Twitter that told me that he thought they would finish second in the SEC West this year. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go that far with it, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised because I think so many people are on the Jimbo Fisher train, and once they realize that he is a used car salesman, um, and then. <laughs> which they're figuring out at Texas A&M. Um, Texas A&M could finish fourth in the West this year. They could. I think their ceiling is second, but they could finish fourth. Remember that. This is the same team that went eight and four last year, beat Alabama, and still finished eight and four. No one knows who their quarterback is either, by the way. So there's that. All right, uh, let's get to our segment of uh, Jackpot Slaps Some People Around. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. So Jackpot, let's see here. We'll go with this one first. All right, Jackpot, tell us a little bit about this. Was it, This was from, no, no, yeah, was this, this is the one you sent me, right? Today? No, no. I didn't send you that day, but. Uh, no. that All right, well, yeah, you could talk about that one. Go ahead. Uh, Jim over in the comment section for a few weeks, a uh, few weeks ago, this one was says, didn't really do good against the taters understatement of the year. You knew what Clemson's game plan was definitely not a pass attack. And I said, piss poor tackling on our part. I was, uh, off the hinges mad, uh, which is true. Um, I, I was back watching some highlights of that. Um, this, uh, afternoon, actually our friend, the shadow of death Valley, uh, posted a 2021 Clemson season highlights extended video, which um, more than half of the video focused on the South Carolina game. Shock. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, watching uh, the you know first couple runs there by Shitley, um, both times could have had the guy in the backfield um, and just, just, just stepped right through a tackle. Just absolutely embarrassing to me. Ah, uh, well, anyway, up next, this one is another one that you sent me, Jackpot. This is move the goalpost, uh, and then you says, when is the last time y'all had more than nine wins? And then This is a Tennessee fan, like, 
trying to clown me here. And I said 2013, which is six seasons more recently than Tennessee. <laughs> the last time they did it was 2007. So <laughs> he doesn't even know what his own team's fucking records were. Yeah. All right. And the next one. Oh, this one's good too. And this gets into the. Oh the my God. That, that That's the Kentucky fan, fan up there. Uh, says I bought Phil Steele's college football magazine every year for the past 20 years. But after seeing his top 40 and where he had us and where he had U of L, I decided not to waste my money this year because apparently no longer does any research at Phil Steele for which Phil Steele actually uh, replied to the tweet and says, you sound just like the Florida fans did last summer after I did not have Florida in my preseason top 25. Um, you know, come on, man. I mean, first of all, I mean, obviously you bought the damn magazine if you knew where your team was ranked at. Second of all, you've been buying it for the past 20 damn years. You ain't fitting to stop buying it. Quit lying. And uh, third, I mean, what makes you think that you're so vastly superior to Louisville? If you've been buying it for 20 years, I'm sure they've been better than you for at least 10 to 12 of those. Come on. Give me a break. And another set from a Kentucky fan here. Um, this is uh, BBN Cats. Yeah, this is this is my my video I did just uh, uh, uploaded just about an hour and a half ago. The uh, Kentucky Wildcats 2022 season preview and predictions. Uh, I predicted the team to go seven and five. He says delusional. And I mean, I'm like, what is delusional about it? Okay, so of course I you know, I picked him to lose to the Gamecocks. I said you beat the Gamecocks, still puts you to eight and four. Is it a little less delusional now? You have questions at wide receiver and in the secondary. You know, don't kill the messenger. I mean, come on now. I'm not being delusional. I mean, I have no reason to slam your team. I just call it like I see it. Yeah. Um, by the way, under that knowledge, I'm going to uh, go over and comment on that now because I have a, a, a nice snarky comment to send his way. Anyway, I think we're going to try to do this when we can. It's basically jackpot slapping people around in the comment section. All right, Jackpot, you want to take some calls? Oh, you want to talk about Dabo Sweeney's pink suit first? You want to go into that? Sure. All right, so yesterday Dabo Sweeney had his annual women's clinic, which is a big fundraiser for breast cancer research. They've bought, like, I mean, so many mobile mammogram things, making it a lot easier for women to get scanned for breast cancer. It's it's a great thing that, uh, that Coach Sweeney does every year. Um, he wore a pink suit yesterday and they had pink lights blaring down on him. So it looked like everybody was just pinked out and that it was for the symbolism of breast cancer research. And there were people making fun of it online and jackpot brother, you went to defend Dabo Sweeney. What is yeah, wrong? Because I mean, like, uh, yeah, I realized, uh, you know, yes, Dabo is a little bit of a cornball. I mean, with the, some of the goofy shit he does, but I mean, that's just like, at one point, I used to think, well, he's just a fucking fake-ass motherfucker. But then I'm like, you know, I, I really think that's just his personality. Uh, I, I think he's just that he's just goofy like that. Um, the fedora, you know, that was a goofy touch. But, I mean, for the, the cause that it was for, I mean, it was for a good cause. I mean, so, I mean, I'm not going to shit on that. I mean, come on, anybody that does is like, I, I don't know. That's just wrong. I mean, the Spurs Up show dude even uh, shit on it. Shock. 
um, you know, we, he makes fun of, uh, of, of what special needs people. Um, but then he came back and said, well, man, well, you know, I wasn't really, I, it, it's a good cause I agree with, but you got to agree that Fedora was, was priceless or something. I don't know what he said to me. It was backpedaling. Um, Dabo Sweeney, when he does stuff like that, he is catering to the soccer moms. And the soccer moms that beat down the door to come and spend whatever what is it a hundred dollars to come to this clinic, where they pack little John and he goes out there and they they put on a show for them and all the money goes to breast cancer research. And you know what? If you get one more person scanned for breast cancer and they end, it ends up saving them, and it was because Dabo Sweeney wore a goofy ass hat. Wear a goofy ass hat. Who gives a shit? It was a. Uh, pretty insane to be completely honest with you yeah i don't understand um, why people are so upset yeah i i don't know i, I mean it's, it's like we've got to I and mean, we're just so ready for the season to be here or something we just got to find we just got to manufacture things to shut on yeah well, i mean I, last year was a little bit different when they were doing strip teases you remember that that was oh that yeah was that was over the top was, that was longer ago than that. Well, it was several years ago, wasn't it? Was it before well, it was like COVID? Maybe it was two seasons ago where it was before COVID. Were, yeah, it was. Maybe my brain's just mush, but that was Christian they, Wilkins. So yeah. that had to be 2018 or something. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, you know, is anybody nobody makes fun of the major league players that carry pink bats around um on Mother's Day for breast cancer awareness? Go say, come yeah. on now. All right, let's take some calls, Jackpot. Uh, 803-470-2905. 803-470-2905. That is the number to dial if you'd like to join us for the program this evening. Uh, Kentucky fans, you know, it's we're at the point now where it's almost put up or shut up with Kentucky fans because if they don't uh, they don't come through this year and and build off that 10-win season, I mean – Kentucky's just going to be back to waiting for midnight madness. I mean, that's kind of where they are. Tennessee fans, they may get if they don't do well this year, they may be in the same boat jackpot. Well, yeah. All right, let's go out to the phones. Welcome into the program. Good evening. Hey, it's Big Barney Ross. I got a question for y'all. Yeah, what you got? A, B, or C. Georgia wins the national championship, hates everybody, wants their quarterback fired and just miserable all summer. Or B, Tennessee wins the national championship and they're back and you got to listen to how it's not a gimmick offense for the next 711,865,000 years. Or option C, Missouri wins the national championship and you got to listen to everybody say they're great. Which one of them would you pick? Bunny Ross, I'm out. C, without a doubt. Uh, yeah, I, I would go with C because then we would have uh, a bunch of – now, we have Missouri fans that follow the show here. I know that. But in the comments section over here, we would have Tennessee and Georgia fans just killing each other every day. I mean, that's if that actually happened, the, the fighting that would go on there would be outstanding. So, yeah, I would go with C. <laughs> Anyway, 
getting heated over there. Jay says, Gator fan, I wouldn't swap your crappy life for mine. <laughs> you guys are vicious over there, man. Absolutely. Daniel says, do Mizzou fans exist? Yes, they do. Absolutely do. They absolutely I hook you do. up with a funny podcast. Yeah, they haven't done a show in a while, but the Mazodcast is a friend of the program. Yeah. Even though last year we we about we about had to have it out with those guys for a little bit. They booked Jackpot on the show and kind of uh, do we want to use the term they ghosted you, Jackpot, or they just forgot. I don't know. I think they just forgot. Yeah, that's what we're gonna go with. But um yeah, they they put on a solid show about Mizzou, which is actually kind of funny. Um, all right, 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. That's not true, Jason. I know Missouri fans that live uh, all over the place. So there's there's that. There's that. Okay. Uh, Eric says Mizzou fans are like Bigfoot. They're they're there, you just don't see them. <laughs> Mizzou fans are like Bigfoot. I like that. All right, 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. Hover Billy Paul, good point. How do you forget jackpot? I don't know. It's the middle of the season. It's all kind of shit going on. I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> what a mess. I don't know, man. I think it's hard to forget jackpot, too. All right, 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. You know, we were talking about the Tennessee and Kentucky folks. Who do you think who do you think needs the bigger season, Tennessee or Kentucky jackpot? Oh, Tennessee for sure. High hopes, high expectations. Yeah. We shall see upon that. It's going to be interesting to see how and like you've got, you know, we were talking about the uh, the pick 6 previews how they've got 1 through 6 there uh and the fall off from 2 to 6 could be just a game or two. Could be just a game or two. I mean, if you go out and you're, uh, you know, if you're Mizzou and you you go and you beat Tennessee, I mean, you can move up into that top three or four. You really, really could. I mean, that's that's how the one game could completely throw your schedule. From last season, South Carolina losing at Missouri to a team that, let's be honest, they were probably better than, uh, kept South Carolina from going to a bigger bowl. Yeah, I really um, SEC dog says who has more fans, Vanderbilt or Mizzou? I've never met a Missouri fan. Well, Missouri Stadium is about twice as big as Vanderbilt's, and I know they filled it up before. Um, and when Vanderbilt Stadium's been full, it's normally full of fans of the visiting team. So, yeah. yeah. All right, eight zero three four seven zero two nine zero five. <clears throat> there, there are fans for Mizzou. They're there. In fact, I venture to say that I've met more in person. I've met more Mizzou fans than I've met Mississippi State fans. How's that? How's that rolling for you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Tilly says, if you call high hopes for Tennessee... Uh, regular season wins, I'm in. SEC Dogs says, fair enough, Jackpot, but I actually met a Vanderbilt fan. I met a Vanderbilt fan once. <laughs> it's, it's like... <laughs> was it a baseball game? It was actually at a baseball game, yeah. Well, there it, you go. There you go. Uh, Ball Stake says, it's so cool to see Tennessee fans in Florida. 
Yeah, I, I get you on that. And Vanderbilt, by the way, I mean, do they really care about football? I mean, if you see their stadium and the way that the way that they do things, they're just getting that SEC media check, man. That's what they're doing. Well, last summer I was in uh, I had on a different hat than this. I was in Times Square, um, mm-hmm. and somebody yelled at me, "Go Cox!" Well, there are Gamecock fans everywhere. Gary Mills went to Everybody a ball in New York City. Yeah, everyone loves the Gamecocks, but no, it's uh. Gary Mills went to a bar in New York City that was like not far from Times Square, and they had a a big, huge South Carolina flag in the bar. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You took a picture of that, and Gary's like, "Oh, look at us! We're everywhere!" Oh, shut up, Gary. National brand. This is a giant cock. Yeah, I mean, they put that into a uh, into an actual movie. So people love all that. Uh, Billy says Tennessee just renovated Neyland Stadium and lost 540 seats. Yes, it's the fifth largest stadium in the country. Yeah. Okay. If you um, if you've ever watched really close in the movie Rudy, um, mm-hmm. when they're in the tunnel, or when uh, Rudy's in the tunnel walking around the stuff, fucking around the stadium or whatever, when he's doing the groundskeeper work, uh, that big tunnel they go through there uh right at the top of it there's a, a south carolina sticker up there all right well yeah i, I don't remember that but yeah you're right Jack no Paul. doubt put there during the 1984 win over notre dame yeah yeah hey uh you lost 540 fans up at neyland stadium that's about eight teeth right <laughs> i just love yeah, eight or nine yeah God. eight or nine Uh, Gator fan says, I don't know what now. I don't know what the deal is with Jay and Gator fan, but he says, All I'm saying, Jay, is don't take shots at Jimbo, he's not in here. Who are we, are we talking about taking shots at Jimbo Fisher? Is that what you're talking <laughs> don't about? No, I think they, I think this is an insider deal. I don't think this is, Jimbo oh no, he, I, I got it. Jay says, Gator fan is in love with Jimbo. This is effing weird. Look. If you love Jimbo Fisher, then that, that's on you. I mean, Peg and Megan loves Jimbo Fisher. He's got his his uh his limited edition Jimbo Fisher knee pads that he shines up every time before he calls the program to tell us that Texas AM is a lock to win the West. Babes like and this. Waves says, Why y'all hate on Spurs up show? What do we hate? What we didn't hate on any we we didn't hate on any show today. Did we did we say we hated on anything? I don't remember that. No, we were just talking about him with the uh, with the making fun of uh, special needs people. Yeah, I mean he he did that. He apologized for it. Um, I mean whatever he does his own program, man. He's got a long list of folks that follow his stuff, and uh, more power to him, man. I mean he's from what I gather he's. He's got a nice big a big place in, in downtown Columbia where he's close to the program. Good for him. Good for him. So there you go. 803-470-2905. Dr. Vall says Bama has to be the most amazing annoying fan base, annoying fans to run into a bar when Sweet Home Alabama comes on. 
You really want to come at us with that, where you guys play Rocky Top every eight seconds? Oh, God. Like, you, you, I mean, literally, I'd rather hear Sweet Home Alabama than fucking Rocky Top every eight seconds. Tennessee, like, you guys could be down by 30 points, and you guys get a first down. You're playing fucking Rocky Top. Wait, I mean, is he talking about Sweet Home Alabama, the song, or is he talking about the movie with Reese Witherspoon? I'd watch, I'd watch Reese Witherspoon. Why not? No, but I think he's talking about the song. Oh, okay. Billy says he can handle Rocky Top about five times a game. Look, when I went and watched Tennessee play the play Clemson in the Peach Bowl, we were literally right behind, right in front of the Tennessee band. And I'm not joking. They played that fucking song so many times. I, I was fucking done with it. And like the Clemson band at the end, when the clock hits zeros, they played Rocky Top to be assholes. And I was pissed at them. Normally, well, I don't like you run that kind of smack at somebody. But after I'd heard it all fucking game, I didn't want to hear it anymore. They didn't really have a lot to uh, play Rocky Top about during that game. I mean, they play it every first down, if I remember correctly. Every first down, every score. I mean, uh, the I mean, off the field, they, play they got it. their ass whipped, if I remember correctly. They certainly did. And Billy says, and I hate to say it, but that fucking rooster's got to go too. I, you know, South Carolina didn't have a lot of tradition for a while. So they've hung on to uh, the rooster crowing, which is annoying as fuck. And the whole thing with Sandstorm, that, that's like, my wife watches and she's like, why are they waving the white flag at the beginning of the game? Because, you know, they're all idiots waving towels at the beginning of the game. And it, you know, whatever. That do what you do there. That uh, to the Tennessee Clemson Peach Bowl didn't that come at the end of the season? The after the uh, the, the 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 touchdown Clemson game. Yeah, <laughs> Todd the Todd Ellis said it what nine times. Yeah, that was uh that was not very that was not very good if you're a Gamecock fan. Uh, anyway, oh, 803-470-2905, final call for calls. Uh, the rooster is annoying. The cowbells are agonizing at Mississippi State there, Harry Legg says. I, I thought they just kept those cowbells going to keep the cows away from the stadium. I, I thought that was part of the reason the SEC allowed that. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. All right, well. Anyway, we'll be back at it uh, here on Wednesday night, Jackpot. I will be in the Queen City at uh, ACC kickoff uh, at a fine hotel room not far down from the Wesson where they will be doing the ACC Media Days. And we'll be bringing you – oh, well, let's go to the phones first. Mm. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Texas A&M fan. Hello, Texas A&M hey. fan. What's going on tonight, gentlemen? Hey, listen, Rob. I, I was listening to you earlier on your day show, yeah. and you were kind of wondering about who Texas A&M's running back is. I guess you don't uh, pay any attention to the preseason SEC all-conference all picks because A&M's running back is all SEC preseason number one pick. So uh, I guess so you know who Sir, respectfully. David A. Chain. Okay, well, that's fine. David A. Chain. 
Sorry. First team All SEC running back. He's not first all Texas team All SEC running back. You can't say that because the media hasn't made their picks yet. They don't do it until media days are over. So he's not first team All SEC anything. Okay, he may oh, be in some I, publication. I, I thought maybe I, in some publication like I don't know the Jimbo fucks a dog weekly thing over there, <laughs> where they put him over there uh -oh. in the uh, as their first team running back. But until the media anoints him as the first team running back, he's not a first team running back. And by the way, if he ends oh, okay. up being the first team running back, that says a lot about the SEC, and y'all have gone to shit as a conference. So there's that too. Well, no, I, well, no, like I said, I, I don't know what publication I saw it or whatever. I guess it, it, it depends on which one you look at. They're all kind of fucked up. I'll give you that or right, whatever. But yeah, I somebody mean, the, the, Jim, the Jimbo Fisher fucks a dog uh, show. That that's probably where where you read that at. It's yeah, and you and you were like, uh, A&M doesn't have a quarterback. Well, they've got three quarterbacks. they got probably three well, better quarterbacks than fucking Clemson has. Well, oh, uh, that, that may did. be true, sir. Respectfully, though, Jackpot, if you're running out three quarterbacks, do you really have a quarterback? I don't. I, well, I mean, I guess you got to make a choice. Yeah. So there you go with that. What else you got there, Texas A&M oh, fan? Well, and I just, I don't know. I'm still kind of on this uh, Saban bullshit. You know, he's kind of pissed me off talking his little cheap-ass bullshit. But let's put it in perspective. If, if, if Saban had a state at Michigan State, how many fucking national championships would he have won at Michigan State? You figure that one out. That's real simple. So he's not a good fucking coach. He's a fucking good recruiter. He, don't, he can't coach shit unless he's got a fucking all-star team. He would have never won a championship at Michigan State. He never did, and he never would have. And you know that, and I know that. So he's not a fucking, a fucking good coach. That's my opinion. That I'm staying by. Well, it. But he's a fan. He won one at LSU. He won one at LSU. You forgot about that one. Well, no, that's, you can't take that one from him. But look at uh, look at all the fucking people on his staff helping him too. He had uh, goddamn Jimbo down there, and every fucking yeah, other coach well, the world too. under there. So, I mean, it wasn't just on him. To, yeah, but he, you can't take that away from him. He won that one, but still, that's one. That's all he would have today if he had a state at Michigan State. So, let me make sure that I completely understand what you're saying here. You, you're saying that Jimbo Fisher is not a good coach. You're not, I'm saying, Jimbo you're, you're Fisher? Saying, I'm sorry. You're saying Nick Saban is not a good coach. Is that where you're going? I, Nick I'm, Saban's well, not no, a good I'm coach. just saying he's an average coach. I'm not saying he's not a oh, good exactly. coach. I'm just saying he's an average coach. With the, I say he's the best recruiter of all time. He's definitely figured out how he, he figured out the system better than anybody else, and he took advantage of that. And you got applauding for that. But it wasn't, it wasn't coaching, it was fucking money. He bought all those teams, and that's already been proven. Okay. <laughs> and everybody knows it. So, I, you know, like I said, I, maybe I shouldn't knock the guy. I mean, like I said, he does have more championships than anybody else. How he got him, I guess, is immaterial. But, you know, to put this motherfucker on a pedestal and then he goes around crying because fucking Texas A&M got one fucking recruiting class. One. He's had 11 in the last 13 number one classes. We get one class and he's got no class and goes on to the fucking uh, press conference and says, oh, they – they bought all their fuck. Well, goddamn, what have you been doing for 15 years, motherfucker? You a cowardly little piece of shit bastard saving, slice bread motherfucker, you know. So, yeah, I don't have no, no fucking respect for that bitch at all. He sucked my dick. <laughs> 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 no, that, that really, I guess it's a little too far. That's a little too much, but 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 I do no, think I mean, South Carolina does have an outside chance that. of beating A&M this year. 
the way the schedule falls, South Carolina has an extra chance of beating A&M. I'm a realist, but I, I don't see it happen. But the way the schedule falls, this would be a good chance for them to beat us. But uh, like I said, we, once we next year's our year, so this year I ain't I ain't got a lot of expectations. This year we will beat Mississippi State. Y'all, y'all, y'all are on the wait. Y'all just wait till next year, train. Okay. Hey, we. I, I, I mean, I appreciate I, it, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, Rob, y'all do a good job. Like I said, I get, I get a little carried away on some of this bullshit, but yeah, I mean, we're all football fans. I mean, hell, you, I mean, if you're gonna come in here, you got to pull for your, you got to pull for your team. Somebody's got to. I mean, it's all, it's really, it's really kind of uh, crazy to, you know, a bunch of grown fucking men here who are watching 18, 19 year olds run around. How come they don't have like a motherfucking, uh, uh, like a science project or some goddamn, how come there ain't a hundred thousand people coming to a college to, to, to fucking see these brilliant ass students that are actually fucking accomplishing something, throwing around a goddamn pig skin because, and we're immortalizing these motherfuckers. Nobody likes nerds. Nobody likes nerds. What the hell, man? <laughs> I don't, I don't like the them, but is. I mean, in the real big scheme of things, come on. I mean, if you look at this objectively or whatever. I mean, these guys aren't going to class. We know that. They're getting all their shit thrown to them. So you got what, – what's the university about? What does this all really came to where we got 110,000 people paying $200 to sit out there for four hours and watch fucking teenagers play football? Have we really got nothing fucking better? Or really? Is that what it's come to? I mean, you got all these brilliant fucking kids, nerd-ass kids in there fucking actually doing something to help society. And we got all these fucking thug-ass fucking teenagers out here getting arrested and playing football, and they're fucking immortalizing these bitches. Anyway, I'm out. Wait. I don't know. Hey, here, here's more of Texas A&M caller. I hope you find a therapist who can help you. I hope you die of ass cancer. I mean, that's pretty much where he's at. Vandy Chris says, I have to ask you if Clark Lee can get Vanderbilt to five wins without getting any attention as coach of the year, considering where they are coming from. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, um, another comment that I wanted to probably put would get him consideration, but probably would not get it. But it should. I mean, yeah, would definitely get him consideration. That would mean. Um, they win three out of their four non-conference games, or or maybe they sweep their non-conference slate. And um, who do they who do they have in the non-conference there, Rob? Is it uh, no, Hawaii? Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah, then they've got uh, Northern uh, Illinois. Yeah, directional school from Illinois. Um, and I can't remember the other one. Is it West? I don't have it in front of me, but <clears throat> uh, Big Barney Ross says the caller should be for the governor of Texas. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, Hawaii, NIU, Elon, and Wake Forest. Um, yeesh. I mean, I can see when three of those. I don't see Vanderbilt beating Wake Forest. Uh, that would mean they win two SEC games. He, here's here's the poll question that we, we should keep up for the week. I'll put this out on Twitter. What happens first? Vanderbilt beats South Carolina or South Carolina beats Texas A&M? Which one's, which one's more likely to happen first? Mm. Mm. There's, there's a question. <laughs> That's some funny shit right there, Jackpot. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think South Carolina beats Texas A&M happens before that. Yeah, by, by the way, 
South Carolina, I think, is the only team in the past since in their last ten meetings against Vanderbilt to go ten and zero. South South Carolina is the uh, no SEC East team. Um, Every SEC East team has lost to Vanderbilt since South Carolina last lost to Vanderbilt. That also includes Georgia. Georgia's two and eight in their last ten against them, I believe, if I read correctly. Eight and two, you mean? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, eight and two. My bad. Yeah, but they're uh, they're eight and two against. Oh, let me look that up to make sure, so I'm not silly here. They lost but, in 2016. Uh, they lost in Kirby's well, first year. And that man, they were they were not very happy about that. Georgia's won four in a row. And yep, and then let's see here. One, two, three. They lost to them in 2013 in Nashville and then uh 2016 in Athens. So they've lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, they've lost, they've won eight out of the last ten. So Vanderbilt's had success against uh Georgia, more success against Georgia than South Carolina. So there you go with that. <clears throat> All right, Jackpot, it's been a great show. And um, I'll be back at it tomorrow here at 3 o'clock as uh, we roll along. James here. Thompson says, you should have lost last year, but Zeb saved your ass. James, your team should have lost to Syracuse, uh, should have lost to Georgia Tech, and should have lost to Boston College last year. What's your point? We'll take one more call before we leave, since they're calling to the show of the people. Welcome into the program. Good afternoon. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I mean, I don't, I don't even know where to go with that, but... It was a fart I mean, noise. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? I mean, uh... Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom! What a great way to end the show.